storm's coming. And you boys, you are smack in the middle of it. Welcome to the Supernatural Report, a monthly spinoff podcast from the Krypton Report, part of our Patreon package. We will be discussing and looking back at the series that ran for 15 seasons, that's 327 episodes, from 2005 to 2001. That is a long time. And I'm your host, Tyler. So get this, according to the lore, Patrick. And with me is my hunting brother, James, son of a bitch, Cole. (laughs) But that's not all. We have with us descended from heaven or ascended from hell. Jania, hey ass butt, Patrick. Yep, that's me. <laughs> so welcome, everybody. Oh, Great you. introduction. Oh, thank, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> You've been oh, running yeah. through trying to figure out which ones, huh? Oh, yeah. I was like, this is great. <laughs> I was like, what's the best Castiello? Hey ass butt. Like, that's, that's classic. Uh, yeah, I resemble that one. <laughs> So we are looking back. Uh, we'll be looking at Supernatural. This has been something that's been in the works for a little while. And James and I not only share our Superman fandom, but we share a love for two hunting bros living the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. We both we both enjoy Supernatural um, quite a bit. We've been talking about this for a very long time. We were waiting for a while, but also life <laughs> life yes life. that thing that we all have that comes right but now let's uh but, we got yeah. some thoughts here we're going to kind of go through the pilot since this is kind of our pilot episode of this i thought we would record the pilot and you know and then we'll kind of go from there and see how we do um as we move forward with the podcast cuz you know we got 327 episodes to go. If we did one a month, we would be in our 70s by the time we finish this. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah, we we would um, we both be chilling in the retirement home. But you know what? I bet at that point, we'd be chilling in the same retirement home. That's probably, true. and then it would, up, it, it would probably end up being like like Bubba Hotep. Or we're walking around like trying to fight some sort of soul sucking mummy. <laughs> and Jimmy is just knitting like that. <laughs> that sounds accurate. Uh, but, Playing so, Don't Fear the Reaper. There's <laughs> no. Here it is. Very slow version of it. <laughs> you, you know, uh, in old school, when they're at Blue's funeral and uh, they start like humming, Here I Go Again on my own. It'd be like a version of that for Don't Fear the Reaper. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So before we kick off the, this episode proper, we got to talk about some crap. Uh, I don't know if any of our listeners – like one thing, like we've been wanting to do this. But then if anyone doesn't know, Supernatural had two failed backdoor pilot episodes built into the series that never got a spinoff. But we're getting a Supernatural spinoff called – the Winchesters, which looks like bullcrap. From your perspective. From my perspective, it does because it in the trailer for this series, which is narrated by Dean, kind of like a young Sheldon type thing. He's talking about the history of his parents, and everything that happens negates what we already know. 
Yeah, it did, the the trailer seemed like the whole show is go- basically going to be retcon. And we know because we know that Mary stopped hunting when she met John to live a normal life, and John didn't find out about any of this stuff until Mary died and John started hunting. John never discovered that his father was a man of letters. That was something the grandkids, Sam and Dean, discovered. All we know is John's father disappeared one night. And we don't we learn about that later on. So Mary stopped hunting. So this whole show is gonna be a giant retcon or because they introduced the multiverse type thing later on because everyone has to have a multiverse. Maybe this is a John and Mary from a different earth. I was gonna say, didn't they have didn't they have um like a parallel earth or something? Yeah, they did because in the last season we see Chucks like destroying other Earths and other Sam and Deans and different worlds and stuff. So I'm gonna watch the pilot for the Winchesters, me and Jania are. But I'm really not looking forward to it. Well, they also did like time travel and stuff. So um I'm just I mean heck, I, things can change that way too. <clears throat> and I'm just really tired of everything has to have a multiverse, everything this, like what I loved about Supernatural at first was yes, it was supernatural and you had the lore and all that stuff. But at the same time, it was grounded in some sense of reality based on folklore and you know, we had we had real stakes for our characters and as we go it just gets absurdly crazy. Yeah, I mean, because, like, as you go, it, it was really cool because, like, demons were hardly known even at the time when, or, or even at this time when, when Supernatural picks up. Um, oh, oh, don't even get me started with like, that because we'll, we'll get there when we get to episode three. But, hey, immersing, a- immersing with her with her angelic wings of beauty, somebody wants to say hi. Hello. My name is Sayla. How do you spell my name? S-E-L-A-H. Sayla. Oh, that's great. And that was Sayla. She should be in bed. Who should be in bed. But like all children, she doesn't go to bed. Pretty much. Pretty um, much. Well, just because like the, in the later season, um, I forget which season it was, but when they like go back in time and they discover that, that Mary was huh. actually the hunter, not John. And, um, it, it, and at that time, like they didn't even, they were only hunting monsters. They didn't even know about the existence of demons. They the just, first demon episode uh, for Sam and Dean is in episode three and it pretty much gets retconned and you're right. The Campbells were like, the demon stuff was so, cause they even said like one of the things in the show is how certain things like demon activity starts picking up. They're going to see more and more, and things are escalating more than what it was before. But anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, and all the way up, like, the history before Supernatural was just, um, uh, was just monsters and monster hunters. Like, the things that got bigger, angels and demons and stuff, they kind of did their own thing. And it's at this time is when things start to escalate. And that's why things get so much 
um, more dire and apocalyptic each season. <laughs> so here's my question. What would you have liked as a supernatural spinoff? Um, <clears throat> let's see. So which were the two? Um, well, I'm saying if you could have had one, one was the wayward sisters, which right. would have been the better of the two. The other one was like bloodlines or something it was going to be like in Chicago or something. Yeah. The, the wayward sisters was the one with the, um, uh, the girls that they had saved who were living with the police officer and whatnot. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that that one was the one that I that one was the one that I would have liked to have seen cuz that was actually a pretty good episode I thought. Do you think of a pitch? Jania, do you think of a pitch you could have done for a supernatural spin-off? Um, not necessarily. I feel like it'd be really hard to do a supernatural spin-off because really for me the show is about Sam and Dean. So, doing a spinoff of anything, I just I feel like it's not necessarily going to be solid enough for me. I know it's kind of harsh, but I don't know. Like, the Wayward Sisters, I wasn't digging it. I wasn't into the concept of it, necessarily. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a diehard for the boys. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I yeah. I did like it, like, because Sam and Dean always cross paths with paths with other hunters, so it was just nice to see that the community. I thought it was pretty cool to see the community expanded. You know, they this new generation, uh, a younger generation of hunters coming in, and of course they're going to like um, come uh, cross paths with older hunters. And learn more things along the way. Yeah. I got you. I respect that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's keep this episode moving. Uh, but good. But good time. So, here's some questions. Um, so, this one's going to go to James here. When did you first start watching Supernatural? Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, I had seen it. I had seen some episodes here or there throughout multiple seasons um, as it was on TV, uh, kind of after um, uh, after some other CW shows that I was watching at the time. Yeah, would that happen to uh, Smallville? <laughs> it would. It would, yes. Um, and so, but I never really, like, I hadn't watched it, watched it for a while. And then it was probably out for, probably in its ninth season. And I just binged it on Netflix. Nice. Like, straight on through. Um, and then just, you know, kept watching it, mostly on Netflix as the seasons came out. Okay. So, Jania, why don't you share with everyone your history with the show? Oh, you're hilarious. He's so funny because he actually knows what the history is. So, um, the history of me joining um, 
on the supernatural adventure basically started once upon a time when I knew Tyler. We were friends at the time, newly friends. Um, and a good friend of mine, she's like, oh, my God, you have to watch this show called Supernatural. It's amazing. We were both, like, into spooky stuff, and she was um, she was that witchy friend that I had. She was pretty awesome. Um, but anyway, she, uh, she encouraged me to binge it with her, but we didn't have a way of getting a hold of the episodes. But I knew this really handsome, attractive dude that I was into that was my friend, Tyler. Um, who had all of the, uh, the seasons basically, uh, oh, he had ripped them. So that was, no, so Tyler wouldn't do it? that. I was working at Blockbuster at the time. That's how we rolled. Oh right. God. <laughs> and, and it was season four at this time. That was the one oh, that wow. was airing. So yeah. I, I bought season four. On iTunes, and Janio binge watched seasons one through three, and then I had an adapter for my iPod. How old this is? I was um, gonna say you could have time. probably recorded them on VHS and loaned them to her at that time. That is <laughs> probably true. So I would come over and I would copy them on my, you know, they were on my iPod, and I'd hook up my iPod to the TV, and we would watch them season four together we did charlie and i watched uh season one through three and then i got mom hooked on it too it's funny um and then you and i watched four together that's right it was good times and then we we watched five as it aired and pretty much six as it aired seven i think eight nine and then i think ten is where we kind of got shaky watching it as it aired see i remember and i can't remember which season the leviathan was but i felt like that was where there were a couple times where we struggled watching it when it aired um i don't know i just i feel like that was the time frame where it got a little patchy if you will see because then we watched i mean it wasn't nine and ten we watched in north carolina yeah and then where I yeah. really get patchy is 11, 12, and then 13, 14, and 15 are a little bit more clear because that's when we got DVR and we watched them <laughs> on DVR and then we watched them um, on the CW TVR. app. That's when I was working back. Once upon a time. So, yeah, 15 years. Holy I was going to say, you were working for Spectrum when I met you. I know. <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. Like, I mean, it is crazy because, okay, and we'll get into it more when we, when we get into the pilot. Um, just about, like, what all was going on in with the show. But here's, okay, here's some more questions. James, who's your favorite brother, Sam or Dean? First one to come to mind. <laughs> Dean. What rock star alias would you be, James? Um, Rob Zombie. Nice. Did Cass stay on the show too long? Uh, yes and no, because every time he kind of wore out his welcome, he kind of like rejuvenated himself at some point, and and mm. it was cool for him to be around again. 
And then it happened again. And then, like, you know, came around a few more times. <laughs> All right. Who's your favorite side character? Um, oh, well, you know, there was... Let's see. Um, I enjoyed Metatron. Met- Metatron? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah. Not to be confused with Megatron. No, no, not Megatron. <laughs> what would you say is your favorite season? Oh man, um, I have the hard stuff. Yeah, Janine's over here. Like, oh, crap! I'm glad Janine's got to go first. <laughs> right? Seriously? Yeah, I'm. I'm struggling with that one. I mean, I actually have to like, like go back through to refresh some of them. Um, I know that I've seen the most season one and I really, really enjoy season one. So do I. All right. I, I'm not saying by any means, like it's gotta be the best or anything, but, um, cause there's a lot of memorable moments over a lot of episodes, but, um, yeah, season one, um, I, I can always go back and rewatch a lot of that. All right. And do you think the show should have ended after season five? Uh, I, I mean, there's definitely an argument for it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it, it could have, have ended. It could have ended twice over. Do you have a favorite season title card? Um, oh, which one did I had send you? Uh, I know that Ring of Fire was pretty cool. I like that, uh, but I can't remember what season that was. Wasn't that 14? No, 14 was the Angel or something, wasn't it? Like the Wings or something? We're going to have to get back to YouTube. No, one of the it was it was more of one of the mid ones, like maybe six ish. No, six is my favorite. Is it? I'm just gonna, yeah, it's just the broken glass. Oh, okay. I don't know. It just seems so simple. Because then, because then, starting with seven, like got like crazy. Just like seven was like all white with black blood splatter that turned into bath blew away. So. <laughs> But all right, so now we're going to shift over to that angel from above, Jania, and we're going to ask her which brother, Sam or Dean. Oh, that's so flipping hard because I love them both for two very, I shouldn't say two because there's multiple different reasons why I love them both. Um, But let's go ahead and say Sam. All right. And I'm going to say this right now when I ask which brother, we will not be taking the third brother as an answer. <laughs> for anyone on the guest of the show. Okay? That's good to know. Because I'm blanking on his name right now, but I remember the actor's name. Uh yeah. So what is his name? Well, I just lost my supernatural card. James, you'll have to take over the podcast. Uh, I I don't remember. Adam, it's Adam because it was Adam. 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 Because I always said it should have been Seth. We're gonna get all biblical on this, and 
Dean and Sam were like, Cain and Abel, Seth was Adam and Eve's next born son. And yeah, little Bible trivia. Uh, Jania, <laughs> what would your rock star what? alias be? Um, I don't know if this counts or not, but maybe Lucy Hale. All right. Hold on. We have, we have a little uh, message from um, – oh, why can't I remember any? What was the – What? What was the kid? What kid? That might have been Dean's son. Ben? Ben, all right. Hey, Solomon Ben. What's up? <laughs> Say hey. Hi, guys. <laughs> All right, my man Solo, get some sleep. <laughs> you, little, you little Gabriel, go on to sleep there, trickster. Um, I mean, I found the uh, the title cards, the the image you sent me. Um, yeah. And I think I was thinking of two. Season oh, the two. fire? Where yeah. The fire? Simple. Yep. All right, Jania, back to you. Did yeah. Cass yes. stay on the show too long? Oh. Um. That, that's her answer. Move on. Wow. wow, wow, really? Um, um I'm going to say no, but I feel like he was overused. Mm. And, and you know, the whole point about some of these questions is as we go through the show with things in mind, we can take notes of, like, especially with Cass's character. When would have been a good time for him to drop out and then come back? Um, and things yeah. like that. All right, favorite side character. Oh my gosh! Um, oh, it's Bobby. Bobby. I already, I already, I already know who's going to be our Bobby, and I have, I have a good, uh, I gotta come up with a good intro for Bobby. <laughs> All right. What do you think your favorite season is? Yes. Once again, these are hard questions. Um. um yeah, well, 15 seasons is a lot of choices. There are really so many choices. Yes. Yeah. And honestly, trying to pinpoint where all the episodes like are in alignment. Um, My brain is not set up like Tyler's. Tyler can do this like very easily. He's like, oh, that fits into this season. I'm not that way. Um, I get blurred from season 11 to like 13 or 13. 11 and 12, I don't really know what happened in what season, to be honest. I'm going to go with season one as well. Yeah. It was either one or two for me, so I'll say one. Okay. okay. And do you think the show should have ended after five seasons? No. All right. Now, Tyler, you answer these questions. Thanks, Tyler. Favorite brother, Sam or Dean? I choose... You know why? Because the issue is I um, I relate a lot to Dean as the older brother and the kind of things that your parents forced on you because when I started watching this, I watched it with my brother, and we watched it together, and it was really kind of interesting to kind of experience that with him because he was my younger brother. But then personality-wise, I relate a lot with Sam. Uh, so I pick both. It's, it's my podcast, and I can do. That. What's funny is um, you and Dean actually share an astrological sign. So technically, you're more, you're more like Dean. I do like a good cheese. 
Just saying. Need a plant now. <laughs> what would your rock star alias be? I'm gonna ask questions now. Armstrong, Billy Joe Armstrong. <laughs> Did Cass stay on the show too long? Yes. He should have done. He should have disappeared for a season or two, then come back. And I'll prove it as we go through this podcast. All right. Okay. All right. Who is your favorite side character? Garth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I said that just for the sheer reaction that we just got. Garth, you idiot. How are you still alive? Favorite line? Favorite line before he even showed up on the show. Um, but yeah, I really, I did actually really like Garth, but then I didn't like what they did to Garth. Um, cause he was like the most anti hunter hunter where you're just like the whole time. Like, how is he alive? Of course everyone loves Bobby, but sometimes Bobby can be argued as a main character and a side character. If anyone wants to see them, right? Loopholes, people, loopholes. That's how Sam and Dean did it. Right. Well, I mean, I love Chuck. I love Charlie. Charlie was dope. I wish I had a friend. Like um, I, I liked Ruby. Ruby was a great demon. I liked Ruby. Um, which one? Uh, Every version. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she had quite a few that were pretty good. Um, Katie Cassidy movies. played her. Yep. Who was the yeah. other dark hair? The, there was another dark haired Genevieve. Woman. Genevieve. I can't remember your last name. So you got married. So Genevieve Pilecki. Or pa- Padalecki. Yeah. It was Adrian Pilecki. Pilecki. Well, Adrian Pilecki. Yeah, Adrian Pilecki. Gotcha. Played, uh, his girlfriend in the pilot. She's from okay. Toledo. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I remember you before. James yeah. said that. He was like, she's like, but he said it like this. She's from Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the next question? Uh, your favorite season. Season one. Oh, and wow. Maybe five. <laughs> I really okay. think there's a lot of great tightening of, of characters and lore. Like, there's a great culmination to five. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So, least favorite season. Uh, see, I didn't ask you guys that question. No, you didn't. Because as I was like, I'll just leave that out because there was 15 seasons. But I'm going to have to say somewhere but like Jews 11. putting you under the gun. I know. I am. Uh, maybe like 11 or 12, like I said. I honestly don't remember what happened in those. I know one was of them 11 the darkness? I thought that was 10. Was when the darkness showed up. Okay, maybe the 10 was maybe 11 is the darkness. 10 is the mark is the the first blade in Cain. Yeah, yeah it is cuz 11 is I think the the darkness. Because Yeah, I, hate, I think cause, so. Cuz I hated when they tried to do the whole Stein arc. I think that was at the end of season 10. I don't think Janie ever even saw that part. Like those few episodes where they tried to do like the Steins who are descendants of Frankenstein. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember them. That family. Yeah. All the fun stuff that we get to go on this journey together. Right. Yay. All right. They did a lot of stuff. I mean Yeah. This, they even the had first to... episode proves that they, they have a, you know, they can have a little different take on a lot of different stuff. Well, you know, as I I learned later, I listened to a great episode of um, Comic Book Central with Robert Singer. Robert Singer, who was a producer on Supernatural, who is also a producer on Lois and Clark, um, talked about how every few years after, after a while, every couple of years, they re- 
change the writing staff. And they said there are people who they hired towards the end who basically kind of grew up with the show. And that's why in the latter seasons you saw a return to certain characters, beats, and story elements that were kind of abandoned earlier on in the show. So it's very interesting because of how long the show ran for. Well, My that's favorite. always great to to be able to have something like this that lasts so long that it could actually pick up loose threads that were left dangling. That's cool. There's still one that was never done right, and we'll get there. Okay, so you didn't ask this one from me, so I'm a little offended right now. But what was your favorite title card? I know, I was going to ask you that. I totally forgot. I'm I'm not perfect. Okay. Reiterate what yours was. Six. The glass break. Six. And what's yours? Okay. Oh, now you're going to ask me. Thank you. I'm so sleepy um, on the couch tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it's seven. Oh, the oh. Black Blood Leviathan. The Leviathan thing. It's a cool title. Um, um, and then, should the show have ended after season five? No, but I kind of feel like it should have ended sooner than it did. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, and we'll get into it, but without further ado, it's time to talk Supernatural, the pilot. Now, I got some trivia about the pilot. Um, the pilot, okay, was a Supernatural was originally pitched as a road trip style show with two brothers, basically with Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Dean being the very Han Solo character and Sam as Luke Skywalker. That was part of the pitch. Um, the show was to be a weekly horror movie with the brothers on the road as their way of getting in and out. And it was going to focus more on the horror and monster aspect. They found there was just such great chemistry with the brothers that they focused a lot more on the personal dynamic. Um. The the pilot was filmed not really during pilot season. It was filmed and pitched, and it is the only episode of the show that was filmed in Los Angeles. The rest of the series was shot in Vancouver, and this is why, like, Jared was coming off of Gilmore Girls, and Dean was in season four. I'm just going to interchange names. Jensen was in season four of Smallville and that's why the way his character died at the end and the way it's explained at the beginning of season 5 is so weird is because Supernatural was picked up and now they were off to do that Um, so his character really didn't kind of get the ending it it, uh, deserved yeah no he kind of just died with the meteor impact so, some more tri- uh, trivia. Yeah, the meteor. He, <laughs> he, like, was just in the living room with the cancer, then it starts. He was hit by a meteor. That's how he died, Jania. Off screen, hit by a meteor. Hit by a meteor. <laughs> I mean, if you gotta go, it's the way to go. In one version of the pilot script that Eric Kripke turned into the studio, the episode ended with the Winchester boys finding their dad on the ceiling. In another version of the pilot script, Sam... 
suspected Dean of being a serial killer and murdering their father. Hmm. That would be an interesting show. It would be, but I don't think we would have liked it as much. I'll be honest. Probably uh, not. <laughs> you could probably get away. Um, you'd get away with that for maybe the first three episodes, but then I think he'd have to get over it. Yeah. <laughs> Originally, the uh, uh, <clears throat> uh, the character's last name was going to be Harrison. Interesting. I'm glad it wasn't. So yeah, me too. The, yeah, the Winchester, Winchester. Thing is yeah, much better. And Definitely. then this is as we do season one. One of the things that's very interesting, and I pointed this out to Jania, and season one, if you watch it on DVD, has all classic rock music. It's the music they wanted, but I guess they could not secure the rights or had the money for. If you watch it on Netflix, it season one only has modern music. And the second to last episode or the last episode doesn't have Carry On My Wayward Son on it. And when in the scene where Sam is criticizing Dean's cassette of tapes in on Netflix, when he pulls it out, it's the song Gift to the World by Loveless. If you watch it on DVD, it is Back in Black by ACDC. Now, what's even more interesting is I actually purchased a long time ago the pilot episode on iTunes. And on iTunes, it is the same kind that is on Netflix. The music is not updated, um, which is interesting. Hmm. So that's my trivia. That's cool. For the pilot episode. So now, it's time to get into Supernatural. This is where, uh, Junia, this is where um, you have to make car sounds. Depending like we're revving up baby. Okay? Broom, broom. <laughs> Was that exciting enough? <laughs> ready? Ready? 22 years ago. As the title starts, long, long <laughs> a long, time, long, long time ago in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> um, the okay, so let's take this by a moment here. That the opening scene, um, is um the the pilot is directed by David Nutter, David Nutter, who also directed episodes of Superboy and would also direct the pilot for Smallville. He's the man. And the opening shot already establishes a set of tone, sounds, and feelings by being extremely creepy. We see easily we're introduced to the Winchesters and we're interested we're introduced to John who's wearing his military service shirt. So we already have an idea of who this character is. And we see that Dean is how much older do you think Dean is? Four years? Five years older than Sam? Uh yeah, I think he was I think he was about five years older than I, I think it was but at the same time they did 
if we think later on in the show, um, they were in the same high school together. Uh, well, so it has to be at least in this. Yeah, I mean, in this episode, he he says he's uh, twenty six, and then I mean, when when are you taking a law school interview? Probably after a four year college, so he's probably about twenty two. Okay, yeah, so about four years that worked. Yeah, yeah, dude, twenty six. Right, the only person on the CW actually playing his age. And not, like, ten years younger. <laughs> and Jania has confirmed it is four years between Sam and Dean. Four. Yep. Um, so, uh, you know, we find out in the opening, the fire busts out in the house. We have the really scene of, you know, not to get too nitpicky, but that's what we're going to do, okay? We have the light. So Mary walks by, and the light's flickering, and she checks it. And she, is, she doesn't act concerned at all with the lights flickering. But we know that she's really Mary Campbell, and we know her history. She should know what's going on with that light. Come on, Mary. You know? Like, she shouldn't have been like, oh, that's the light. But, I mean, that opening scared, that jump scare of her walking by, seeing someone over the crib, going downstairs, and then seeing John asleep. That gets you. Right there. Right from the beginning. Like, I was in. I was hooked. What about you guys? Oh, yeah. Same. Definitely. Um, I mean, it is a, it is a jump. It is a scare. You know, she, she wakes up. John, she, he's not there. She sees a man standing over the bed. Obviously, that's who she's going to think it is. And then, I mean, just like if you see some if you see him downstairs automatically like freak automatic freak out <laughs> I know well, I know how groggy I've been, you know, getting up in the middle of the night, checking on my kids and stuff, so that makes a lot of sense to me that she would just kind of look over at him and you know think immediately that that's my husband, you know. Um, especially not seeing any features or anything like that, just him in the darkness. But yeah, yeah, it definitely wakes you up <laughs> um, if you're going to go downstairs and see him, your husband laying in the chair. So yeah, pretty crazy. That's all I gotta say about that. Well, and then she did. runs. Then she runs back up. Yeah, and then that, and that's mm-hmm. all we know. I couldn't remember. It's not till season five, isn't it? Where or it's in season two. I don't remember where we get where we get this the cut line where she says it's you. Oh, I don't know. See, that's the fun of we're gonna go back through everything. See, I'm looking back at that scene right now, um, and I'm thinking about how I would have reacted to that situation. Like, I probably would have grabbed Tyler's arm, and I probably would have been like, get up. We got to go upstairs. You know, I wouldn't have done it by myself. I would have actually grabbed you. Just FYI. She would have, and she would have grabbed a machete and just jumped in there, like, ninja flipped inside, cut the dude's head off, like Yoda in Revenge of the Sith with the clone troops. There's a lot of holes in that. Just FYI. We have to have a machete first. <laughs> we have a paper cutter that you just rip it off like the faculty. <laughs> uh, 
And so we see that Dean runs baby Sam out of the house. And the shot ends with the three Winchesters, John, Sam, and Dean sitting on the car. Cars as much of a character in this show as anything else. I would have accepted that as favorite side character. But you could have said it was a main character too. And I would have accepted that too. Well, they have – there's an episode of this show that is told from the car's point of view. Baby. I mean – That's you, the episode. Yeah. You, you, you just – you see from the camera from inside of the car. That's the only time. So you know, when they're having conversation, it's only at the car. Yeah. Inside or out. Rewatch. Yeah, that's going to be a cool one to rewatch. You know which one I'm not looking forward to rewatching? I'm going to tell you right now. The first full episode of the Ghost Facers, where it's shot like an episode of the Ghost Facers. <laughs> really not looking forward to that one. I think I've only watched it maybe once. I haven't watched one of those Ghost Hunter shows in a while. That might be interesting. So now- I kind of enjoyed that, I'll be honest with you. And this one was going to be fun. So now we jump to Stanford, present day, 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Finn, fresh off Gilmore Girls, Sam, with his girlfriend. I'm in everything, but can never get a job for very long. Miss uh, Adrian Blake. Because she tried to be Wonder Woman, didn't. Try to be Mockingbird, get her own spinoff for Marvel. Yeah, she was she was badass on Agents of Shield though. She was in Supernatural as first false Kara. And in here this is a this is a look back podcast. We know what's gonna happen. She ends up on the roof. Ceiling and fire. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, she was in Supernatural? No, I mean Smallville. Small, Smallville. Thank you. My bad. Okay. Smallville is fake Kara season. Yes, she was. Kara, not Kara. And she was in uh Here's another one. She was in um, she was the siren in uh, Aquaman, the pilot with uh, Justin Hartley. God, that sucks. <laughs> so Sam hears the sound, gets up, and we meet higher voice Dean. Hey, well, you know what? She was in John Wick, so I think I think she's she's gotten up there. <laughs> and she was in GI Joe too, with The Rock. Yes, she was. I think she's a good actress. You know, probably just some. It's it's just funny because she's done a lot, but a lot's not gone. Like, isn't yeah, she still yeah. on the Orville with uh, the man of many voices, Seth MacFarlane? Yes, she is. Yes, she is. She's been on that for a few years now. Um, I mean, how many other actors though do you know that have that that has done so much that you actually heard of, but that didn't get picked up? You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like. She's just one of those few. So we're back to Dean now because that's when the show picks up here. Is one, he's not wearing John's jacket when he's introduced right here. I just wanted to point that out. And two, he's not wearing boots. He's wearing tennis shoes. And then we get exposition dump with one of my favorite lines. Because I pulled this on Janine the other night. We were walking the dog. And we were talking. And it was like 1130 at night. And she was. Ta- we were talking about how Solomon all of a sudden started talking about being afraid of the dark. And she's like, there's nothing to be afraid of in the dark. You know, that's why I got to him. I said, 
Don't be afraid of the dark. Are you crazy? You know what's out there. <laughs> yeah, right. And she looks at me like she gives me the dumbass stare. Like you know what I'm saying? Like the mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like, like it works perfect, but when it comes to trying to get your kid to bed and being afraid of the dark, you're just like it's counterproductive. <laughs> um so like like this is where we get Dean's twenty six. And so what um, that puts him about 41 by season 15, give or take, you know, dying, coming back, and et cetera. <laughs> the tape recorder has EVP, and we learned that um, Sam and Dean have been apart for the past two years. He hasn't bothered him at school. Now, this is one of Jania's favorite things to point out is when Sam and Dean are talking, and Jess walks in, and she goes, Wish my hair and makeup was perfect when I supposedly wake up in the middle of the night. Seriously, though, it was flawless. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I even think she her lips were like glistening. They were. They were. She had lip gloss on. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, what you don't roll over and put your lip gloss on before you even get out of bed? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> what you see is what you get. <laughs> It's still a beautiful sight. Don't let don't let it fool you people. Oh, you're hilarious. So this is when we're now introduced to our ghost of the story, which is this which is basically a take on Alaron. James, you're you're good at pronouncing the uh, Mexicans and Spanish things. La Llorona. There we go. Um side note, the character of Constance Welch that we'll be talking about. Does make an appearance back at the end of season fourteen slash fifteen, played by a different actress, which was a bump. Um, so she's a woman in white walking on the side, and there is a guy talking to his girlfriend on the time. Hangs up the phone and picks her up, and we learn he's coming back from a Halloween party. Now this is on the side of the road, right? Okay. And the whole idea is she's supposed to get in the car, mm-hmm. and have the man drive her home and tempt the man. And if he fails, she basically kills him. And I asked Jania, what if the man's gay? Like, she just give up? Like, what happened? I don't know. It seems like she always needs a victim. Right. Maybe she can just sense something. You know what I'm saying? In him. It's her way of avoidance. And then he takes her to her broken down house. And she disappears. Mm. That'd be my first instance, just to drive away. <laughs> but isn't it the isn't it that she takes over the vehicle if you start to drive away? Yeah, but he gets out of the car for a second. Yeah, that was not smart. Did you hear her like open a door and get out? No. Yeah, like, right. Like, <laughs> first of all, I told Jania if I'm driving down the highway at night and I see some woman standing there, all look like she's on drugs in a white dress on the side of the road. I just keep on driving, give a good wave, pray to Jesus. <laughs> and call, and call, she gets home safe. <laughs> I'd be like, I'm calling you a cab. Uber's on its way. <laughs> she dukes of hazard out the window, like shoo, didn't even hear her. <laughs> But we get our first blood spot attack 
in, in the pilot episode. She gets in the car, and all of a sudden, poof. yeah. Supposedly, that house was um, uh, used in Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. Mm. Ooh, interesting. I only watched that one time. I can't even remember. Um, uh, I mean, it looks familiar. Nah, yeah. If that's your homework, James. Go, go, go check it out. Yeah, no problem. I'll check it that's out. James, that's James's homework. I'll watch it. I'll watch The Devil's Rejects. Yeah, I, yeah, I won't. So go for it. Yeah, it's, it's an intense. It's an intense movie. I watched it one time. I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Right. <laughs> if you see it once, like I, I can definitely understand that being enough. And honestly, I did it because I was just, you know, um, trying to impress an old boyfriend. So, uh, sorry, Tyler. Jania, don't <laughs> lie. You didn't have any boyfriends before me. <laughs> the lies Tyler tells himself. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if you can see his face right now. <laughs> what are you guys talking about? He is not happy. That's it. Go into my room. Wait, I'm already there. Dang it. Um, <laughs> so the next scene is where we learn that Dean and John and the Winchesters are very big into credit card scams. Somehow they get credit cards for filling out applications, which I don't really know how it works without social security numbers and not having really anyone to mail the cards to, but okay. Bobby, Bobby Singer. Period. Bobby the genius. I'm just saying. I mean, the man always has answers. And I mean, I guess when Charlie shows up, it makes sense. But then also when you find out that they're really just like folk heroes in a story, they can never really be in too much trouble at one time. It makes sense, too. Although that is a... Habit for life. <laughs> right. Although that is... um, um, That is one of the interesting storylines through the first handful of seasons is the... um. Uh, them getting in trouble with the law, yeah, and and mm-hmm. and how they somehow co- continue to get out of it, yeah, and and I think that's part of why the first five seasons work because by season six, that being traced by the law pretty much disappeared. Well, they found a way out of that, and I can't remember exactly what it was. Well, they had Henderson, and they helped fake their death. That's okay. They that's supposedly what it was. died, and yeah. that's what helped. Uh, a lot of these podcasts are going to be Tyler reminding me of things as we go on. Like, oh, hey, that happened around this time. And I'm going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I used to watch. I will swear, like, I have a really good memory of the first seven seasons. Because I you used have a to. Good memory, period. I used to watch them religiously. Like, I would always have it kind of in the background. I had all the DVDs. So, and then just, you know, other shows. And honestly, I think around the time we started getting the Arrowverse stuff. It got harder to rewatch all of Supernatural because there was other shows I was starting to watch, like Arrow, Flash. Um, so we, w- I wouldn't rewatch things as much. And then kids came along, and you can't watch Supernatural around these kids. Because Sailor would strap up and be outside hunting, and Solomon be hiding under a bed crying. I mean, <laughs> that is accurate. Got them pegs. <laughs> yep. yep. Sailor would go broke into the, get the table salt and be like, bam! 
right? She's like, yeah, I got to yeah. salt. She's like, leave it. Stop it. I got to salt all the windowsills. She's like, I got a salt off <laughs> shotgun. Right. But then you toss a spider at her. She'd be like the episode in Dean where he sees the cat with the fear virus. Or ruin your shotgun by dumping salt down it. Yep. Um, <laughs> so they pull up on a scene, and it's the first time we get the supernatural guitar riff. And they're pretending to be federal marshals in the most regular street clothes possible. And uh, we find out. Have you ever seen Federal Marshals? Yeah, I've seen the movie. They have on suits, ties. You know, they tuck in their shirt. They look presentable. <clears throat> I've just never seen any, so I don't know. Yeah. So they're fancy. US Marshals. Robert Downey Jr., Tommy Lee Jones, Chris Blake. Okay, but I mean in real life. No, because I don't go hunt for the law, Junior. Law finds me. <laughs> 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 You wish you were that interesting. <laughs> yes, sir. I promise I won't speak again, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids in the back are like, ooh, daddy. <laughs> we find out that 1981 Constant Welch, uh, she uh, committed suicide. And we have uh, <laughs> Sam and Dean trying to investigate. Well, the um, when they find out that she committed suicide, uh, she committed suicide shortly after um, her children were taking a bath, and then she supposedly left them for only a minute and came back, and they were no longer breathing. Um, this is why I don't bathe my children. Actually, I'm I'm on I'm on bath duty for Allura. She, uh, um, apparently, she screams when mm. Jamie gives her a bath, and um, you know Jamie's just she's got her day and night most of the time. Um, yeah. and yeah, so she's bathed her more often, and she screams. She didn't for a while, and then she started, and then it was just every time she got wet, she started freaking out and screaming. But the last couple of times I've given her a bath, she hasn't made a peep. She's had a good little time, so she's like, "You're doing it. You're on bath duty." Oh, that things are good at bathing. That's more peaceful for everybody. Yeah, I mean, like I don't know, children in the bathtub all kind of like I won't let our kids like fill the bathtub all the way, and I'm always within earshot. And Sayla makes so much bloody noise when she's in the tub. You know she's okay. <laughs> she's like playing around and everything. She thinks she's an Olympic swimmer. If it goes quiet, that's when you know you need to go check on her. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Always doing something. Mm-hmm. So, Sneakiest little girl ever. I want to ask you guys this question. Now, looking, looking at the first five, okay, hmm. do you feel that Sam is the hero's journey character? If we look at it from a Joseph Campbell point of view, or do you think it's? I don't really think there's an answer at this point right now. I think it's a good thing. I feel like in a way it's Sam, at least in the pilot, because he rejects the call, he goes, and then with the ending, he then accepts his call and goes forward. 
So it's an interesting kind of look at where these characters are going on their journey. Right. It was kind of interesting, though, how they kind of like as as it progressed there, especially in the first five seasons, how Sam at the beginning kind of more like the shine, the, the light, the shining light brother as uh-huh. opposed. And then he's the one who um, is connected to the devil. He's yeah. he's the vessel and he's going the other way. And it's kind of like Dean is supposed to ascend uh, as as like Sam is is falling but what I find really interesting is that ultimately Sam is still the redemption like Dean Dean obviously gets us there like he works his butt off to get everything you know into a good place But, but Sam is ultimately the one that has to save everything Right. If you will. Yeah. So I could almost, from at least from the perspective that we're talking right now, I could see that that would be Sam being, you know, the hero's journey. Yeah. And that, that's where I'm, that's where I'm leaning towards right now. Well, uh, yeah, absolutely. He has, he has the, the ultimate evil to overcome. Mm-hmm. So. Moving forward, we find out that Constance is a woman in white. They go to the bridge. They see her. And they find out she's committed suicide. And this is part of the funniest scene. Because Janine and I are taking this apart. Is the car comes on and starts chasing them. Okay? And then they jump off the bridge. The bridge that she jumped off to kill herself. They just jumped off. (laughs) To save themselves. Yep. And Dean like falls and lands in mud. Uh he's all like he's in the water but he's covered like in mud and Sam's like on a ledge. And it was pretty funny. Well, you know, I mean the 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 idea of this could be different times of the year though. Um and rivers will that. rivers will uh raise in in their water level quite high. Um and sometimes during in the wet season, they'll raise really high, and then in when it dries up, it'll it'll get really shallow. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> this is true. This is true. Um, we have them check into a motel where they find their father had recently been, and they break into their father's room, and that's where they find out all the lore that he had been studying, and they really get into the woman in white, the weak woman. Uh, you know, they mention Mexico, which is. You know where the Rona is, and then uh, there's a Sam and Dean have a moment, and he's like, "Dude, no chick." <laughs> well, which is the interesting thing when they talk about the the woman in white in this um, kind of like La Llorona, where the the story is the same a um um and a husband cheating, a husband having an affair. Um, and the woman has a bout of insanity, kills her children, typically by drowning. Um, Mm -hmm. in, in that story, it's, she drowns the children in the river and then she kills herself, um, out of the guilt. And then she is forever haunted. Um, and, 
in that story, it's usually to scare children that she would come for, um, for children who, who hear her cry. Um, and in this, it's going after the, um, the adulterer male. Yeah. That's, that's a very good, um, point. And also I want to say, I never understood scary stories to get children to go to bed at night and behave. Because if I tell my kids scary stories, they just end up in bed with me. And they don't leave us alone. Yep. Sometimes I just want to spend time alone with my wife. Not with my kids. Yeah. I don't think scary stories work as much to go to bed, certainly. But for kids to behave themselves might work a little bit better. (laughs) I do threaten my kids often if they don't behave. I'm going to show them Mary Shaw. From Dead Silence. I do do that. Mm-hmm. I never would show them because I swear to God, if I did, they'd be scared forever and I would never sleep again. Because G- Janine would be mad at me and every time the kids would make a sound, she'd make me take care of them. So. That, would, that would probably be true, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we have Dean. He gets cleaned up and this is the first time we see him wearing John's jacket. He's arrested um, because the police tracked uh, track them back to the motel and when he's arrested he gives his name as Ted Nugent and then the guy the chief comes in is like questioning Dean and starts talking about uh, the weird stuff that they found in the hotel and they he you know says Dean was the killer of the first victim and Dean goes well when the first victim went missing back in 82 I was three so um <laughs> And then we see John's journal. And, you know, I'm looking at this episode a little different um, as a screenwriter, as what is the engine being built in this series? We have the introduction of the supernatural, the hunting, the journal. Um, You built them the credit card scans on how they get money. You're answering all the questions, the problems with the law, the rock star aliases. And how they do everything. Um, so I'm looking at this from a screenwriting point of view. And looking at the mechanics behind the engine that they're building. And, mm. you know, John's journal and everything. So, Yeah, I mean, you get your, you get your freak of the week out of John's journal. Um, they follow his journal, follow his hunts, trying to find him. But, you know, looking at it all and, and it gives them a new monster to fight and in their hunt for, uh, for John. And it's great because you don't get stuck, say, like Smallville, where you're like the freak of the week. Uh, uh, you know, this is they're traveling around going somewhere new investigating. Yeah, um, and, you can, and you can utilize a lot of different um, – a lot of different myths, a lot of different supernatural stories and characters. There's, there's a lot to, um, there's a lot to mine. And especially when they do things to interpret them as, as something slightly different, like the woman in white in this episode. So later what we have is Sam goes and he hunts down, Mr. Welch interviews him, 
basically cuts the B the BS to Mr. Joseph Welch about him and Constance's relationship, what happened, how Constance drowned her kids. And Sam's driving back when what happens? Sam sees Constance and she gets in the car with him. Which he just drives past her. He drives through her. Oh, that's right. Because she wasn't it. He drove past her and then she was in the middle of the road and he drove through her. Right. Yeah. Because she got in the way of his car because he didn't stop, which is really interesting because that's against her pattern. isn't it? Right. Because, you know, so she tells Sam to take her home. And he's like, I'm not unfaithful. And then she comes on to him, like, which is a different MO than what we had saw earlier. And also, I got thinking, like, does she have a kill cycle or is it just constant? Well, she drove she drove them home for one. He said no. And she took control of the yeah. car and drove them home. So, like, just total, total monster turn. And then... um which, you know, is honestly something that has been assumed in the past was her pattern. So we don't actually know for sure if that's how she was, you know, for other situations or not. Just saying. Exactly. Um, we only have the one experience to kind of set up what her her style is from earlier. Mm-hmm. And we get – this is where we get, like, the special effects that kind of hold up. Like, we see her face flicker, and it's kind of, like, a gross, and it's kind of dark. And then she attacks Sam and puts her fingers, like, into his chest. And then um, Dean shows up because he broke out of handcuffs with a um, – Sam, what do he call? Sam called some sort of false, like, fire or something to get the cops out of the station. Shots fired. Yeah. Dean escapes using a paperclip to get out of the cuffs. Such a movie trope that never works. Um, and – he shows up because he meets at Constance's house. They figured it out. Shoots her, and Sam's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Rock salt, dude. Rock salt." So that's pretty cool. They kind of, you know, while you're shooting at a ghost, like explain that, and you just kind of go with it. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure there's flashback scenes later of them using rock salt as kids. But you know, whatever, we go with it. Um, I was gonna say, did he say rock salt in this? Because he was like, "Are I, you crazy shooting a ghost in the face?" He's like, "It worked, didn't it? I saved you." Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they didn't mention the rock salt right here. I do mess up people because I, I well, I was just I was trying to think if if um I heard that because I was I was like, "All right, he's shooting the ghost. Uh, are they gonna say something about rock salt?" And I don't recall them saying anything. I know that's what what, what they do. Hmm. Yeah, no, that's that's how they that's how they scare the ghosts away, and you know we were talking about spreading salts around as a barrier. And then we have Sam basically say to Con, "I'm taking you home," and he drives car into the house, and she gets out, and we see why she's afraid to go home. There's the ghost of the kids, and we get a really creepy eerie of just the water coming down the stairs. And the kids at the top, and they come down to get her. And I will say, the effect of like the kids and Constance like molding together to one weird, like creature-looking thing that like goes into like a it sinks down into the floor. Yeah, it does not hold. That effect is 
But, you know, I really love the uh, poetic end that she receives here. Just, you know, her having to face her kids. And honestly, I don't know about you guys, but it didn't really seem malicious that the kids kind of took her. You know, I felt like it was more like a reunion, but in a positive way on their end. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was more distressed and heartbroken than they were. It wasn't the whole point that she her kids. And that's why she was afraid. She was afraid. Yes. So Jania likes poetic ends. Hold that thought, Jania. We're getting to the end of the episode. Did you like poetry? <laughs> well, you uh, know, I mean, it's a bout of insanity. Like, is unfortunately in in that respect, is she responsible for her actions? Like, I mean, granted, it's not going to change the fact, but she's that she's uh, that she's trapped in and in, in this in this existential nightmare, but. Um, yeah, you know, kind of her being forced to face the guilt and the and the children just like it, it all. Yeah, it all just comes together. It really does. So the boys in John's journal they find coordinates left to a location. Dean says we could make it like six hours, and Sam's like has to get back to Stanford. Dean drops him off at Stanford. Sam goes into the apartment. Just made some cookies. What a good woman. Made some fresh cookies. Sam lays down for a long winter's nap. And out on the ceiling arose Jess. <laughs> just like his drip, mom. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> dripping. Catches on fire. <laughs> Sam starts freaking out. And once again, Dean comes in and saves Sam from fire. Yeah. And, you know, he takes him out. And we kind of have a little bit of a bookendish where, you know, they're by the car. And he's like, yeah, work to Boom. So, okay, am I allowed to do spoilers? Yeah. This whole I, mean, I, I would just, I know it sounds so stupid, but, like. This whole podcast is going to be spoilers. So we're doing well, it. I'm about to, I'm about to talk about the yellow-eyed demon. That's why I'm saying that. Um, I'm just curious like is he hanging around to the side because what ends up happening here is you know sam lays down in the bed the drops of blood hit him he opens his eyes and he looks at the ceiling and there's jess and then she catches on fire if i'm correct yes okay so it it's just interesting to me because i'm wondering if that's like you know, something that the yellow eye demon's like sitting there waiting for him to arrive back home. And then when he arrives back home and this happens, like then he catches her on fire. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's one of those interesting thoughts to me. Like, how was that played out? Yeah. I mean, we know the yellow eye demon was present during Mary's death and it was the same scenario. He went in yeah. Yeah. Uh, to check on Sam blood's dripping onto his hand. And he looks up and she's on the ceiling. Um, looking basically dead dripping blood and then and then catches fire so kind of a it repeats itself in the same manner maybe he was there to collect sam as we'll see like in season two how he collects the special children maybe he was there for sam 
and Sam wasn't there. So he both, waited. Both times, Dean saved him from the situation. Yeah. Took him away from that. So that's what big brothers do, even when their younger brother, a pissed off little man who just sits around and lives his hierarchy life. Well, that was the start of it, wasn't it? That that night when he killed Mary, he was there to um, he was there. He drop dri- the he... blood, drip the blood in, in Sam's mouth. Yep. So Mary caught him doing something. Yep. Yep. That's why he killed her. So interesting. Yeah, it'll be interesting to think about it again, um, watching through. Um, I really wish I I was talking to Jamie just before we got on because I was watching the pilot and saying, I really wish I remembered the technical um, thing that I had heard about how they shot the fire, um, the effect of her on the roof and, and Mary on the ceiling uh, catching fire the way they do. Um, because yeah. I do remember, um, that they, that Jansen and, um, Jared were actually near the fire and cause they, they burned a real fire and they basically were like, all right, we're going to shoot the fire. You guys, you know, kind of just, um, stick around as long as you can um, until you feel the heat and then get out of there. Yeah, I remember. So, so that's how they shot that. But I had just, um, it, it kind of sucks saying it when I don't even remember just the technical aspect of how they, how they shot the, the people burning on the ceiling. You remember that being cool? Yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up the pilot episode. Any other final thoughts for the pilot? I know we're going to go on and on. We could talk about this forever. That's why we're doing this little by little. Uh, and we'll probably... Have yeah, forever on. until our 70s. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Ariel and my... Wait, what was it today? <laughs> okay, I'll be in my 60s. I'll I'll probably remember. That's right. Like the only <laughs> the only thing we actually remember at the time is the lyrics to the song. Like, Carry on my wayward son. What is that from? <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> oh no! As, as, as the podcast goes on, uh, James's voice is going to get lower and lower. <laughs> so by by the time we get to the festival, you'll be like, Tyler, Tyler. I'm like, what are you, are you James? Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> but all right, everybody, this is the Supernatural Report. We'll be talking the show Supernatural. Check it out on Netflix. Check it out. And there we go. That's what I got to do. I got to practice my Dean voice. Get it better going yes. the farther we go. <laughs> and I just got like buff up be like Sam in season 5 where he's just like shredded I was about to say what part of Sam do you want to be here because he's all over the place I know when was, he was never fat dang it Sam he does mention that he was he said it's not Sammy anymore it's Sam Sammy was a chubby 12 year old okay I'm 12 year old <laughs> 12 year old Sam <laughs> That's golden. <laughs>